Welcome to the Faith Speaks podcast, episode number 56. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Johnson, joined this week by our co-host, Ashley Johnson, and our wonderful guest, Cammie Titus. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, Ashley and I are both on the call today um, with our, what is this, our third guest, number three, um, Cammie Titus. Um, and we're super excited to have you this week, Cammie. Um, so before I get too far, I'm going to go ahead and, like always, let you introduce yourself. And then I'll ask you um, to briefly describe your relationship with Ashley, maybe how you guys met um, and what your relationship is now. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. I am Cami Titus. I'm a junior here at Indiana State University. I am an elementary education major with a middle school math minor. Um, I am from a small town right near Terre Haute, so um, I commuted my first few years, now live here on campus. Um, I actually met Ashley my freshman year in an <laughs> honors class, and we didn't know each other whatsoever. Until sophomore year, I had met a girl, um, and she had introduced me to CSF, and so I started going there, um, but before CSF on Wednesdays after class, because I was still a commuter student, I um, went to her apartment, and then would go to CSF with them, and Ashley was always around, so we kind of just met through um, the mutual friend and through CSF, and then um, I feel like our friendship kind of really started this summer. Um, we did CSF small group this summer. It's where I met Jacob too, actually. And um, kind of just from there became best friends and it's kind of the rest is history. Yeah, like you mentioned, I think I had maybe met you once or twice before. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we really got to know each other a little bit better over the summer because I was still there for a while. Ashley and I were hanging out for, I mean, we were able to hang out almost every day. You yeah. got, because you live so close, it, it was just really special. And I think that's why it's, this This one's, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, I think, because I know you a little better than I know most of Ashley's friends. Um, and I think I've, I definitely have seen you guys' relationship grow over the past six months, maybe uh, towards a year, um, which is really special because you guys spend a lot of time together. <laughs> About every day. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley, from your perspective, how would you say you've seen your relationship grow with Cammie? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, I, she mentioned it, but we, um, we were in the same class together freshman year, but didn't really know each other. And then sophomore year, kind of when she started coming around CSF and around like some mutual friend groups, we started hanging out just a little bit more. Um, and then once a week kind of came to like, oh, we happen to be around each other maybe twice a week or maybe at like a football game on the weekend. And it just kind of like slowly, like we were just seeing each other more and more. And I would say we were friends, but like we weren't super intentional with our friendship. Um, when we happened to be around each other, we talked, would hang out, different things like that. Um, and then this summer, we, I would say basically just both really committed to our friendship. And we basically were like, okay, we're gonna become really good friends. Um, and it kind of sounds like almost counterintuitive to like pre-decide like, okay, you're gonna be like my best friend. And I'm not saying that we like went into it and like, hey, you're my best friend, like now let's make it happen. But I would say an aspect of our friendship 
really was like we just both determined that we were going to put work into it and put effort into it and it really did just grow from there and I feel like where the most of our growth has come has really just been those like spiritual conversations and I feel like we've just been able to have so many of those just open and honest conversations um, and really just bond over how we're growing in our faith, where we are at in life right now. So we are obviously both juniors here. We're both involved in CSF. And I would say this summer was just super transformative for the both of us. Um, and so kind of getting to live that and walk through that together really gave us a super tight and unique bond that it has just continued to grow and flourish from that like firm foundation that we kind of like planted this summer um one monumental I feel like moment or like conversation in our friendship was this summer kind of randomly I don't even know why we did but we went to Culver's one night and I bet we sat there for two hours probably two like plus yeah like was closing and we like dug deep that conversation in that night and we shared test parts of our testimonies and like just conversations that you wouldn't normally just have with people that we were both just very very willing to have and I think the willingness to like be open and honest and just like share parts of your story and um I think that's just where a lot of it went and from that moment I feel like our friendship has just like taken off from there. Yeah, I would totally agree. And I would say something else that I think is special about our friendship is we did have that. And I agree, like, I would say that that was probably the most pivotal moment in our friendship. And I think something I've really enjoyed about us is yes, we do spend a lot of time together um, because we are here in town, right? Like that's, that's what your friends and community are able to be, right? So yes, we're going to go to the grocery store together. We're cooking dinner. We're at CSF. Like, yes, we do have all of that. But I think we have also from the beginning also both desired and of course struggled with at times, but I feel like really tried to grow and develop other friendships as well. So while of course we want to continue to grow our friendship, absolutely, and we and we take time and pour into that, but we never only did that. And I feel like we always were, okay, I want to like see this person this week and I really want to like get dinner with them because I know I can see you another night. And I think that that has helped. And then kind of another like fun part of that is like you mentioned, Jacob was here this summer. So you kind of got to meet my family um, and you came home with me one weekend even and you kind of got to meet my family. And with you being close to here, Indiana State, I was able to do the same for you. And I remember getting to hang out with your sister this summer. And I think that that also, when you're just like able to hang out with each other's family and each other's like original people, right? Being that family, it really does just create kind of a fun um, layer in the friendship. Totally agree. I think you guys, actually, you mentioned the word specifically, were committed. And I think you guys do a great job of like really committing to growing your and like genuinely pouring into your friendship, which I think is evident and like how happy you guys are when you're around each other. And I think ultimately it's like it's just because like the foundation of your friendship is rooted in your faith in Jesus, which is really amazing. And I think it just creates a an opportunity to be happy in all seasons, or at least um, find some sort 
of hope in all seasons, even when things aren't going your way. You can um, you can go to that person more easily if you're having troubles, if you're having um, if something's really um, maybe weighing on you heavy or maybe you're having a bad day, whatever it might be, you can go to that person or, you know, in your um, in your successes, you can go with that person and have, you know, really build them up, root them on, cheer them on, be happy for them. And I see that in you guys a lot, um, which is really special. And you've mentioned the idea of not only building your own friendship, but then allowing, you know, the, the foundation of your friendship to kind of sprout out into other friendships, which is really neat because I know um, you guys do have a lot of other friends around um, at ISU and in your communities. Um, and I, I, I want to ask Cami a question. Whenever you first came to ISU, um, how important was it for you? Like, did you know right away that you were going to look for a CSF or a Christian organization of that nature? And what, like, how intimidating or maybe how easy was it for you to, like, get involved with that? And then, you know, obviously, if you've, you've come a long way now to where that's kind of a home, or at least the people are kind of a home for you. Um, honestly, no. Um, kind of leaving high school, so I grew up in the faith. I grew up in a church. I was very, very blessed in that situation. My parents were both very strong Christian influences in my life. Um, and so high school, middle school, high school, I grew up in a youth group and I had a lot of connections there, was very, very like rooted in community. And then COVID hit our senior year of high school, um, 2020, and everything um, that I thought I had built and I thought I had um, left in like a snap of the fingers. Um, and so that was a very, very um, difficult time and season in my life. So then going into college and then having to find a whole new community um, and being a community student, I really wasn't on campus a whole lot. I think I had one in-person class my freshman year, like fall semester, and then maybe two my spring semester. So I wasn't here. Um, so I didn't look. Um, I didn't try. Um, I just wasn't here. This wasn't um, where I wanted to be. I wanted to be at home. And so I was just still kind of going to church and doing everything home. And I wasn't willing to pour into um, campus until um, my spring of my freshman year. I met a mutual friend of me and Ashley's and she went to CSF and so I'd kind of been hearing about it a little bit in the spring and it wasn't until fall of my sophomore year that she was like okay like we've been talking about it I know you're a Christian like come with me and so through her sophomore year it became easier um but honestly it, I kind of still just went through the motions I wasn't fully willing to like pour myself into a community again yet um and it kind of took all the way up until this summer to really like let all the walls down and to finally pour into a community again so yeah yeah that's i i forgot that you had commuted for a while which i think yeah um is it's an aspect of you know college that obviously i i can't relate to i never did um, but I, I can relate to the fact that when I first went to college, um, I really didn't, I mean, I at no point ever um, joined a, a Christian organization, like admittedly. Um, so I, I understand the um, struggle of like getting to college and diving into that immediately because 
getting out of high school and going into college is just so different, right? And like you, you're completely new setting. You're away from your parents. You're on your own doing your own thing. And it's like you can do anything. You could stay in a room 24-7, play video games, watch TV, whatever. You can go party on, you know, every night of the week if you want to, right? Like there are there, there are complete ends of both sides of the spectrum that you can fall anywhere. And it's really up to you because you're living your own life for the most part. Um, so I, I do, I can understand um, the difficulty of kind of really getting engaged early on. Uh, would would you consider yourself an outgoing person? Me? Yeah. Um, I feel like it depends on the situation. Ashley says yes. And I feel like yes and no. Um, yeah. When I first walk into a situation, no. I would say I'm very introverted. Um, classrooms, that kind of setting. I'm a cute to myself type person. Once I feel comfortable in a situation, I am very outgoing. Um, so it's kind of just a balance of both, I feel like. That's probably, I, I would have, I agree with what you said, because I, I think originally I would not say that you're like extremely outgoing, mm -hmm. um, but when I am around you and Ashley, um, or you and your friends, you mm -hmm. are a lot more talkative than um, maybe you are like when we first met, for example. Like I remember when we first met, I think I was over at Ashley's apartment having dinner, right? Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. We probably didn't say five words to each other. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think, and that's part of that's growing it. relationships is that, you know, you become more comfortable around people. Um, but I think Ashley to maybe even a higher degree, I, I would consider myself fairly outgoing, um, but I know Ashley to a pretty high degree is is very outgoing. Um, and she does a good job of um, bringing others in um, and making them feel welcome, which I think as Christians is extremely important. Like you always think about going to church for the first time, especially if it's somewhere new and you talk about the welcome wagon, you gotta have the people that are, you know, welcoming you in the door uh, and making you feel like you belong there. Um, and I think I, I, you guys both are are very welcoming to people. Um, but I, I think, Ashley, you have a degree of uh, outgoingness. That's not a word, but uh, that <laughs> yeah. that is, is rare. Thank you. Yeah, I, I kind of love this, like, topic of conversation, if you will, kind of about, like, outgoing and welcoming, but also kind of introverted, because I think, and both of you kind of said it, and I would probably tend to agree, and I think most people would, that I, I am just a very um, energetic and hyper and outgoing type of person. Um, that is just, I have a very big personality. Um, and and especially if I'm comfortable with you, it will only come out more. Um, and I will talk 100 miles an hour and be dancing around the living room if I'm happy and in a good mood. Um, Cammie has witnessed. But I think something that... I love about Cami and a lot of my other friends around here too is Cami kind of does like match my energy sometimes in the sense of like we will both just be screaming and dancing and jumping around and just so happy and outgoing and energetic um but she and like she said right like sometimes she just does need that more like alone time quiet let me just kind of sit and process and that's something that admittedly I'm not as good at because I am such a I want to be with people. I want to be surrounded in people. I'll go talk to new people all day, every day. Um, 
And while that can be a gift that I can use and store for good, um, there is also something to be said for solitude. And we see it a lot in the Bible where obviously Jesus was helping people, right? He had his disciples and he was, you know, preaching to thousands or hundreds of people. And then often immediately following, what did he do? You know, he went up on the mountain to pray. He stayed behind when they went off in the boat and then followed later. Um, and I think Cami and again, a lot of my other friends here have also taught me the the flip side of maybe what my dominant or most comfortable setting is, which is a bunch of people, constant energy, high, you know, all of that, and the need for having solitude and having that quiet time and um, not saying like not putting me in a shell for like a bad or like, oh, don't be you, because all my friends very much let me be my full personality, but showing me the benefit of when I do take that moment to kind of maybe sit down or take a step back. One, it's good for me. And two, it allows other people who might have a smaller and quieter personality to begin with to really blossom fully as well. So I've learned a lot from both sides. And I think either way you're on, whether you didn't do tend to be more introverted and quiet or extroverted and outgoing, it's it's something where you can continually grow in both when surrounded by people who maybe prefer one or the other. You weren't at church with me this morning, but I'd swear you were by what you were saying. Um, we had a message today that talked about, it, it gave four examples of Jesus through Mark's account of the gospel. And one of the examples that our pastor was using was um, after he was healing all of these people, he was at Simon Peter's house. Uh, he heals his mother. And then, you know, all of these people rush in. He heals all of these people. And right after that, he goes out kind of in an isolated area and prays. And I think like you're talking about, it is important for us to have, you used a really good word, solitude. It's important for us to have those moments, those quiet moments where we spend just us and God. And I think, admittedly, that's something that Jordan does well that maybe you and I, Ashley, are not as good at. Because Absolutely. I think, I think, uh, personally, I, I can see myself sometimes falling into the temptation of filling a void with other people. I, I try to fill a void in my own heart with other people um, instead of God. I, I, like, I know I do that sometimes. And so I think, you know, having that, quiet time that you can spend with the Lord, you know, reading, praying, and just kind of sitting in, in the quiet sometimes. Like, that's a weird thing to do, just kind of sitting in silence. Um, but I think it can be very valuable. Uh, let me um, ask you guys, because you're both, uh, maybe not every Sunday, but you're both attending the same church? Correct. Yeah. In Terre Haute, at least. Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, so, Cami, you said you went to a fairly small church in Marshall, mm -hmm. right? You're from Marshall? Right. Yes. Um, and I know that we grew up, I say grew up, we, I mean, Jordan and I started attending like junior year of high school or something, and then Ashley started attending the year after. So, um, the, the church that we go to when we go back home now um, is, a, is a pretty small church. Um, and I wonder, like, I've been to the church that you guys attend now fairly regularly, mm -hmm. and I wonder what kind of um, impact that has on you being 
let's say a little a little bigger than the church that like we came from and i'm assuming perhaps you came from growing up okay so your guys's church is a lot smaller than the church i went to um <laughs> it's very it's, small yes you a tiny church um my church is probably like a hundred the church i now go to oh. in Marshall is like 150 so similar to the church that we go not to not even small to me no no <laughs> um oh, yes so the church we go to here in Terre Haute is around probably similar size I think the difference is in the churches is um we go to Christway and Christway is very very um big on community and that's something I've never had in a church um and I think something that I love there too is it's multi-generational community mm. and um Good. which is so impactful in so many different yeah. ways um you can and learn yes and very biblical yeah. um and you can just learn so many different things from people who have done life before you've done life and yeah people can learn from you that you're steps ahead of them and I think something that I never had, I had a youth group, but I mean, we're all middle school and high schoolers. And um, so just like the multi-generational community that's at Christway is something that I think is lost in a lot of churches, um, which is very sad, um, but is so important. And it's just the, we were talking earlier about just how welcoming, um, people are and just different things. And I feel like that is a place that you are always welcomed, no matter who you are, what you wear, what you bring to the table. Like, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Like you are welcomed and you are loved there and you are loved well. Yeah, there's very few, cause I attended, I think I've been to Christway two, maybe three times. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I've ever been to a church and felt more welcomed than when I walked in there. Mm -hmm. um, which is really neat. And I know Ashley talks very highly of the community there, um, which is uh, something that's extremely important to her. Um, it's, and it should be important to everyone. Um, but I think the multi-generational aspect, I'm glad you brought that up because that's extremely important. And I think, um, I don't know, community is something that we didn't grow up having a strong um, uh, we, we didn't grow up having very much of a community at all, if being honest. Yeah. Um, and I think if you don't grow up with it, you almost don't understand the need for it because you, you've never had it. So it's like you don't know what you're missing out on. Um, but man, it's so important and it's so impactful. And it just like it kind of breathes life into your own uh, faith journey um, just because having those people around you uh, helps tremendously. And I think, um, I don't know, I'm really glad to hear you talk about that. I think the multi-generational thing is something that's extremely important um, and you you don't see everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I, actually, this morning at Christ Way, we were talking about, um, I don't know the exact verse, but I know somewhere in the Bible it says, um, Bear one another, bear one another's burdens, um, and just the idea of encouraging one another and supporting one another, rejoicing with the joyful and mourning with those that are mourning, um, and I think that that that's what community um, 
community does and community is for. And I think that it is so important to have that in both your age as well as generational. Um, so Kimi and I obviously being friends and in um, community together, both in just our friendship and then of course different communities kind of as we go out in bigger circles, if you will, um, we're able to do that, right? Because we're we're all in college and we all have maybe similar struggles or burdens, but at the same time, very much each our own struggle and burden, but also our own joys and celebrations. Um, so being kind of in that same stage of life, we're able to really connect and help each other. But at the same time, we all are in the same stage of life. Um, so just as important as it is for us to have each other, having those that are in different stages of life um, is super important as well. Um, so that while we're helping each other with kind of the same struggles, they're experiencing completely different struggles, but maybe they've been through ours. Um, and I just think that that's when you can really see the full effect of um, encouraging one another and steering one another and get the full benefit of kind of what the Bible explains and lays down with carry one another's burdens and um, lift each other up and, and everything that kind of points back to community. Yeah, and uh, while you were talking, I, I found something that I think relates as well, which is um, Titus chapter 2. Um, it says, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, verse 1. It says, but you are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. Older men are to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, sensible and sound in faith, love and endurance. In the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. In the same way, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. And I think that uh, it really just, it, it kind of encapsulates what we're talking about with the multi-generational thing, because no one's going to have a better um, way of explaining to younger women um, how to follow God outside of obviously reading scripture and, um, you know, praying than, uh, you know, older women who have like lived life and follow Jesus in a life on earth, right? They can give that example to the younger women. The older men can give that example to the younger men because they've, like, there's very few things that are new in this world, right? Like, we've all, like, the older men have dealt with the same struggles that the younger men are dealing with now. The older women have dealt with the same struggles that the younger women are dealing with now. Um, certainly there's, you know, new things arise and there's, you know, you might be tempted in different ways. There might be other things that people struggle with more now than they did then and don't struggle with as much now as they did then. But to some degree, it, it's still, you know, there's not a whole lot of change. And so it is extremely important as a, you know, I, I know for me as someone, let's say when I started attending church in high school, to be able to see someone who's, let's say, 23, 24 years old regularly attending church, that's really impactful. And I think we can all say, the three of us, that to some degree that, you know, we have that burden now as well, because when we attend a church, there's, you know, young teens, maybe, you know, 10 younger children, teenagers looking at us saying, oh, wow, 
there's college students who are going to church every day, who are reading their Bibles every day, who are in community, who do want to follow Jesus. And that's like, we can look up to the 20s, 30s. They are looking up to the 50-year-olds who are in middle age and think that they may not have a whole lot left to get, but they do. Like everyone has some, because everyone leads someone. Uh, and so even the 98-year-old man who, you know, maybe his wife has passed away and he's literally just kind of living out his days following the Lord. He's an example to the 60-year-old man. And the 60-year-old man is an example to the 40-year-old man who has, you know, children and so on and so forth. Same thing for women. So I think it's, I, I'm really glad to hear you say that uh, your community is multi-generational because I think that that's a really good thing to have. Yeah. And I love too that obviously looking at it on the, I mean, multi-generational is generations, right? That, that's what it means. So those larger age gaps. Um, but I know, so for me, I'm a junior and I, I feel like Kimmy and I kind of talked about this a little bit going into the, um, into the school year, but obviously being a junior means you're then like an upperclassman, right? You're no longer a freshman and sophomore. You're, you're in that lump with the junior and senior. Um, and I know I, especially coming into the school year, having just, um, a lot of the people that I really looked up to when I was a freshman and sophomore, they were juniors and seniors, they had all graduated. Um, so I kind of felt that like, okay, like I, I'm the older one now. Um, and kind of that unspoken pressure, if you will, of like, even if I don't know it, there might be one or two freshmen that are looking at me and saying, okay, well, you've been in college two years. What are you doing now? Um, and I think that it's, that it is beautiful that you can see it in the, in the multi-generational, right? The 90 to 70 to 50 to 30. Um, but you can also see see it in that small scale of freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you know, if you're looking at a high school or college range. Um, and I think that's a role. I hate saying a role, um, but something that Cami and I have both really tried to step into this year as juniors and as kind of the upperclassmen or the older, if you will, in the group um, and, to, and to set that example. And I, I don't think either of us take it lightly that we that we want to be that example and role model um, for, for those that are younger than us. Kind of going off what Ash said, um, I, this year, a lot of girls that I went to high school with came in as freshmen here, um, to Indiana State. So kind of that like pressure of, I hate to even say pressure, but, um, or role of, I want to be the example to them, um, because I know those girls and I know their hearts and I know, um, where their hearts were in high school. And so I want to continue to just encourage them. And, um, you know, college is different. You're on your own. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier of like, what decisions are you going to make? And like, what life stepping stones are you going to take? Um, so just kind of like them coming in, if they already have an opportunity, um, and someone, a friend to be like, hey, like, this is what's going on. Like, here, here's an option for you. And so um, I've also tried to be really intentional with those girls and, hey, let's get coffee or, hey, let's get lunch or let's get dinner um, and just be a support system for them because we're all walking the same path and we're all trying to follow Jesus in the hard times and in the good times. And so just giving them someone that they already know and that they 
um, can just turn to and be like, I'm struggling or I need a friend to go with because I'm too scared to go alone because, I mean, ultimately I didn't end up at CSF until I had someone say, hey, let's go. And I don't, if without her, I don't know if I would be where I am. Um, so I think that's something important is just like being a friend and being someone that invites um, and says, if you need someone to go with, like here, here's an option. And I Absolutely. That we're like both doing it to not together, but we're both, we're both wanting to do that in our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, as we're doing it, we can we can both encourage each other in that as well. And I think also keep each other accountable, right? Because um, yeah. it's both something that we know we both want to do. So if maybe we're not doing it, or it's like, hey, like, remember, like, you are setting that example, even if you don't remember. And I think, I don't know if I can speak for both of us, but I probably can. I mean, I know we have a couple older friends um, that, like, celebrate, um, like our friendship, me, Cami, and then Kennedy is like our other, you know, and I mean, they, she just, she celebrates us and pours into us and just loves us um, as, as the three of us are friends. Cause she, she also has those super, super close in age friends herself. And I think what's really, really fun now is, you know, we have, we have people celebrating just the friendship of the three of us and not, we're kind of getting to do that for others. So while you know, they're first coming to college and, and it is hard, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself. How do I make friends? And, and seeing kind of those freshmen form their own friendships as well. Of course, we're friends with them and we're all, we're all a giant community. Um, it is so special to see them forming their own friendships with other freshmen as well and celebrate that for them just as we have been celebrated and are still celebrated. Yeah, I think what you guys are talking about is really just like a, a a zoomed in version, right? Like if you have that generational of, you know, 70 to 50 to 30, if you zoom in on that, you have your senior to junior to sophomore to freshman, right? Like because at the end of the day, there is kind of a divide between when you're a freshman and when you're a senior in college, right? Like there's a lot of maturing just oh, yeah. general maturity, but also spiritual maturity. The longer you walk with the Lord, the more spiritually mature you're going to be. And I think it's it's awesome to hear you both talk about um, looking at um, younger girls that are coming into college that you were them at one point, right? Like you were stepping onto a college campus for the first time, nervous, didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, I know one of my most intimidating things when I first got to college was like, where am I going to go to church? Because I don't know anyone here and I don't know any of the churches here. And when I first went to church by myself, that was scary, man. Like it was really intimidating. Um, and I think um, to have someone like both of you reaching out to um, other girls that are coming onto campus um, it is really important. I know when I was there over the summer, um, admittedly, there's just at least when I was there, there were less guys involved in the organization. And so I, you know, I, I don't know if I stressed this to them, but it, to Ashley, I talked about how important it is for the guys who are there to be just over the top in their willingness to invite others and to be welcoming and like pour into those people because it's um, people need that. It's very difficult for someone on their own to just go and get involved or to take that first step. They need they need the help. They need someone who's willing to say, hey, why don't you come with me? Yeah. Um, so it's really awesome to hear you both talk about how 
how important it is to you and that you're you know willing and able and actually doing so well we're getting uh pretty far on time here um so i will go ahead and wrap up um cammy thank you so much for joining us this week i really enjoyed this it's always a pleasure um to get to hang out with you to talk with you um and i know that you are really treasured by ashley and you guys' friendship honestly is inspiring to myself to jordan as well um i i think ashley's friendships um are just really pure and really um rooted in jesus and I, I jordan and myself both would tell you that that's a really awesome thing um so thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you guys absolutely um ash would you want to pray us out absolutely Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day, God, and I just thank you that we were able to um, virtually gather here um, and just talk about you and talk about just the different ways that you are working in each of our lives, God, but you are also just, you are God of our all, God, so just also kind of taking a step back and looking at how you are just working in general, God, over all things, because you are just good. It's who you are, Lord, so I just, I thank you for that. And I just pray that we would each continue to shine your light. And I pray that the word spoken here would glorify you and hopefully encourage others to just continue to seek you and chase after you and run to your love so that we can then pour out your love and grace to others. Lord, so I just thank you for this time. And I just pray that you would bless this to your honor and your glory. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week on the Faith Speaks podcast. As always, feel free to reach out to any one of us individually or through our Faith Speaks podcast Instagram account, Facebook account, or at faithspeakspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, we look forward to having you guys back here next week on the Faith Speaks podcast. See you guys.